Vet Talk with Stephen Lloyd. Good afternoon, everybody. So, sorry it's been a little while since um, I have put one of these out. I um, was a little busy with, um, I actually accepted a new job um, with Antec. I am a regional diagnostics manager now. So, um, I actually started early, early in January. I'm super excited about it. Um, it's a wonderful job. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm going to be working from home, which is even better. Um, um, so, uh, I, one, something that uh, really came to my attention just the other day when I was texting with one of my receptionists, my old receptionist from where I worked, um, about how important it is to communicate in the industry. And, I, and it's a really good point because, you know, communication is more than just talking. You know, there's a lot of like nonverbal communication that actually goes on that we don't realize in the vet industry. You know, one thing that we did at um, where I was at, it was um, there was a there was a barrier. Um, you know, as a PM, I thought everything was working great. Everything was going good. But then I had all these people coming to me saying, hey, I don't understand why the techs aren't letting this happen. I don't understand why the techs aren't letting us know this. I don't understand why the receptionists aren't knowing that, you know. And it was just like this barrier. And I found out that the barrier was the door between the lobby and the treatment area. And, like, there was no communication to the door. So one of my receptionists, who was actually tech, like an assistant receptionist at the time, um, and she still is, um, she came to me. She goes, look, at my old job, we used walkie-talkies, and they really opened up the line of communication between everybody. So we actually, um, I invested some money into these walkie-talkies and everyone started using them and it was like night and day. It was the craziest thing to see and hear the communication between everybody in the building. It was absolutely insane to, to see how communication and how important communication is in the industry. And it, it goes beyond just hey fluffy's ready to check out or hey oh hey can you call you know sophie's mom and you know let her know about x y and z it, it, it's beyond that you know it, it there's so much communication there's nonverbal communication as in your your dry erase boards you know some people who use like digital dry erase boards and stuff like that because if something doesn't get put on that board it won't get done and, you know, from like treatments and procedures and stuff like that. Like if you have Fluffy coming in for a spay, but they also want a nail trim done and you guys don't normally do a nail trim on a surgery. If it's not written on the board and somebody forgets about it, hey, guess what? We made a mistake. And it's 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 a lot. You know, we we always think that, you know, people don't understand the actual aspects of communication. But when you really think about communication in depth, you know, there's a lot to it. You know, yeah, we communicate all day long. We talk to people on the phone. We, you know, we talk to each other at work. We text, we talk on the phone, we email. Like there's a lot of different ways to communicate. But the biggest thing in communication is, you know, sending the information to somebody and getting the feedback. You know, the feedback is just as important as giving the information to somebody. You know, it is a two-way street. You know, I could say, hey, Josh, can you go mop the floor in the back? Silence. 
you know, okay, did he understand? Did he hear me? What's going on? Hey, Josh, can you go mop the floor in the back? Oh, yeah, let me finish this and I'll go ahead and go do that for you. You know, it, it's a completely different way of, you know, having that feedback from him. I heard it. I recognize it. I understand moving forward. Also with, you know, with communication, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of... Um, other aspects in it you know it, it's you know when you talk about nonverbal communication you know and just listening listening to what's going on around you will make you do so much better in everything that you do and you're probably sitting there like what do you mean what am i sitting there you know when i was a tech you know one thing that the doctors loved about me being with them is i would anticipate what they needed and it wasn't that I anticipated. They told me what they needed. I was just paying attention to what they were saying. So in-depth that, you know, they'd be sitting there and they'd be doing their little exam with the dog. Oh, he's got some crud in their ears. Ear swabs. I'd get the stuff out. I'd get it ready. Be prepared. You know, I would be prepared for them. You know, but this day and age with communication and, and curbside and modified curbside and no clients in the building, clients in the building with everything going on. You know, it does make it a little bit harder to anticipate what they want. But if you really focus on what they're saying, your doctors will tell you exactly what they want. You know, they'll be talking to the client like, yeah, you know, I think that we should check X, Y, and Z because blah, 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 blah. You can be like, hey, you know, we should check some blood work. We should get a heart room test going blah, 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 if you didn't get it done beforehand um, and you're a superstar tech. But if you didn't and you hear them say that, just be like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and take Fluffy back and we're going to go ahead and get the blood work going. You know, that's a way of you just listening to what they're saying to make things happen. You know, coming from the manager side of running a practice, you know, I did it for three years. You know, I've been, I was a tech for, you know, four or five years and then I became a PM and I was a PM for three years. And, you know, I created a team that communicated so well with one another, that worked so well together, it was incredible to watch them work. Everyone worked together. They worked cohesive. There were no, like, I, I, I can't explain it. There was no moment where I questioned anything that they did. They were so on with everything and so in tune, and I hate using this, um, this scenario, this whatever you call it, but they were a well-oiled machine. It was incredible to see them firing on all cylinders, to see them going, and it, it, it was incredible to watch how efficient and effective they were and how well they worked together. You know, stepping away from communication for a few and getting into like teamwork, you know, if you don't have a team that can't work together, that doesn't have a good culture, that doesn't work well together, it, 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 you can't be a good team. You, know, you, you, you have to have this, this foundation and this, this amount of teamwork that everyone just works so well together. And, and it, 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 it breaks my heart knowing that, you know, I'm not with this team anymore. But I know, they know, I know that they know that they are incredible at what they do. You know, it, 
I have every day before I left work, I would tell everybody good job. I would ask them if they needed anything, keep up the good work, because it's true. If you don't give them the, the, the support and the ability to say, you know, hey, you did a great job today, even though you say it every day, every single day, it means something. And that is how I built this team. You know, yes, you know what? Everyone has personalities and stuff like that that are really different. But on the other hand, what I did is I created a team that works so well together that I could ask them to do just about anything. And it would be done without question not because I was their leader and their manager. It's because I had the I had instilled the trust in my team. I could walk up front to one of my receptionists and say, hey, I need this, this, and this done, and just walk away. And it would get done, and I wouldn't have to question it getting done by anybody of the of the team. So I think that, you know, teamwork is huge, just as just as big just as big also you know with with teamwork and communication comes this this fine line one thing that i did with all of my team members you know something that i was working on right towards the end is making sure that every single one of my team members knew the importance of how hard it is to be a receptionist and how the receptionists know how hard it is to be a tech Every person was working on being cross-trained so they understand how difficult the other person's job is. I will be the first to tell you, I don't want to be a receptionist. I never will be a receptionist again in my life in a vet industry, especially in this day and age, because I know how hard it is. I will always do it. If I ever become (laughs) a PM again, I will always step in when I'm needed, but I would not want that as my full-time job. Ever, I don't want to be the one holding the five hundred pound, you know, the hundred fifty pound dog on the ground, wrestling the dogs. I know how hard their job is because I lived it. I did it. I understand the hard work and the amount of work that it takes to do their job, and that's what made me the best PM that I was because of the fact that. I understand. I didn't just get hired in from working in some facility or some other human health care. You're not holding this 200-pound dog on the ground. You know, I lived the reception world. I lived the technician world. I then oversaw these people and helped them, gave them guidance on things that they needed. I gave my staff everything that they needed to make their job as easy as possible because I knew how hard it was. And while a lot of people don't realize that there are a lot of hardships in the vet industry, um, but I have taken this time to actually phone call with um, somebody that actually worked with me at my previous job. Her name is Kayla. She um, is a receptionist there. Um, and she actually is one of the few that was in the process of being cross-trained. So I have her on the line. And I'm gonna, we're going to talk with her a little bit to, to really see you know, her viewpoint um, and where she was of how important communication is and cross-training is 
in the industry. So, hi, Kayla. Hi. So, um, how do you feel and how important to you is communication in the vet industry? Honestly, it's so important. If there wasn't, like, proper communication between the doctors, the receptionists, and the PMs, I don't think that the clinic would run as smoothly ever or successfully. So when you say that the communication between you and the doctors and you and the PM, what kind of communication are you talking about? Honestly, everything. There's so much communication between the doctors that started working there ever thought that I would have. For instance, you know, people calling if their appointments as a receptionist, we don't always have time that moment to run back there and be like, hey, your appointment's on the phone right now. They're going to be a little late. You know, pull out a walkie-talkie. Hey, your appointment's going to be a little late. Is that okay? It just, it cross, cross. <laughs> it diminishes the timing so much. And there's so many things that you talk about with them that you would never expect a moment of. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when we brought those walkie-talkies into the clinic, it really helped open up a lot of the communication problems that we were actually having. I mean, you know, I said before that, you know, I thought everything was running very smooth before this whole, like, before we got the walkie-talkies. But, you know, I really think that they were a huge help in, in the communication. You were one of the ones um, that we were getting cross-trained um, from the from being a receptionist to coming in the back and being a technician slash assistant. Um, you know, I know that I had left um, in the middle of all of that. Um, but walk me through, you know, why you feel that it's important for the receptionist to know the tech world and the techs to know the reception world. It helps in so many different aspects. And I would say that the biggest help of them all is minus being able to jump and help the text on a moment's note. So, right. I, there are so many questions that reception asked day in, day out consistently that a lot of them have no idea how to answer. And it's because they have no idea what's going on between that barrier, between the front and the back. Right. And so much easier to answer the simplest of questions with the clients when you have the tiniest bit of information given that you work in the back a little bit or that you know a little bit of what's going on if they ask you know what is the protocol of blood work what I can answer that now but there are so many receptionists that wouldn't be able to right and it's because it's because they've helped you learn the protocols and they've helped you they've guided you in the way um, of what the the right way to be because as a receptionist you know you're not ex I don't I never expected my receptionist to know what a tech knows um, you know there are some things that I expect them to know but not you know what the protocol is for let's just say like Apoquil blood work like that would be something that you know they would say you know hold on a second let me find out for you or whatever and I really think that that helps a lot so what was one of the hardest things about going from learning the aspects of going from a receptionist to the back, to the technician world? What was the hardest part about it? I don't I don't know, honestly, if it was hard for me to move from a receptionist to the back. It was kind of simple because I had already known a lot of the lingo and the information, everything that I learned being up in reception and the 
open communication at this clinic in particular, I don't know, clearly other clinics that we have between the front and the back and how much we associate with the text and the doctors day in, day out. But I will say that it's probably a little different for me since I have been up front for so long. You know, it was hard for me coming in not knowing anything in the vet industry and having to be able to talk to clients right off the hand and sound like I knew at least a little bit of what I was talking about. So I think that's why the transition for me from front to back is easier versus a transition from, like, the back to the front. And how difficult do you think it would be for somebody to transition from the back to the front? I, I wouldn't say that it would be extremely difficult. I just think that it would take... It's a learning curve. It's different from the back and the right. back with what's going on. We don't talk to many clients whatsoever. We don't have to have a handle on how we react to them, you know, how quickly we come up with something, what we say to their questions in the back, whereas up front we really have to focus on, like, what we're saying to the clients and how they're perceiving it. And that's kind of one of the hardest parts. And not only that, you know, documenting every single thing a client says, scheduling, remembering doctor's appointments, all the things, you know, the differences in each doctor's for scheduling and how they like to schedule, how they like it to be done. It's a lot coming from the back to the front that I would think. Right, because most technicians aren't scheduling too many appointments. You know, that's, you know, they, if somebody calls and says they need to schedule an appointment, a technician answers the phone, they're probably just going to send them right to the front desk for that. No, they're absolutely going to send them right to the front desk for that. So, uh, the last topic that we're going to talk about is uh, with Kayla is how important the open communication line has to be between the leadership in the clinic or the PM or the medical director or whoever is the leader, who their leader is, and the staff and the staff members and the doctors. So in your eyes, Kayla, how, how imperative is that open line of communication between, let's just say, the practice manager and yourself and the staff? I would say that it's pretty critical. Honestly, there were a lot of, I went to my practice manager for it, and the communication line and how trustworthy, like, how much trust I had in him was phenomenal. There was anything I could go, I could be talking to a difficult client and know that I might have upset them and just went to him and been like, hey, you know, I probably said this and it was a little rough, but like, this is what's going on. You know, how can I fix this? Can you help me talk to this client? Is there anything that I can say? Or even with another staff member, the practice manager has so much to do in the clinic to keep everything running smoothly. And the more communication you have between them, the smoother that it's going to run. Right. So, you know, difficult clients, especially nowadays with COVID and, you know, them, I, I don't think that clients still understand how busy the clinics are these days. You know, when I left the clinic um, where I was with you guys, you know, I, it was people were getting so mad because we were, you know, two to three, four weeks booked out. And, you know, it, it's crazy imperative that, you know, you guys were communicating with me about that. And when you guys came to me with the with the tough clients, I think it was probably one of the hardest parts of the job was dealing with the angry clients and stuff like that. So I want to thank you for jumping in with us today, Kayla. Um, I You know, having insight in all different parts of the clinic are huge and stuff like that. So... 
Uh, thank you again for your time. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And we will be in touch again. Uh, and if you guys have any topics out there that you would like to hear, shoot me an email at vettalksl at gmail.com. Hope to see you guys soon. Be safe. Vet Talk with Stephen Lloyd.